Okay, in this podcast, we're going to be talking about viruses. Ooh, nasty stuff. Viruses are everywhere. Did you know that bacteria are the most common and numerous organisms on the planet? I heard that somewhere. I think it was in an episode of Star Trek. I had to look it up. And yes, in fact, about two-thirds of the species on our planet are bacteria. Google tells me that parasitic organisms are estimated to account for 30 to 50% of our total global diversity. And of the estimated 1 trillion species of microbes, 99% are yet to be discovered. So we live in a world with a lot of viral nasties. And we really don't have a firm handle on our own backyard. So it surprises me when I hear that people are freaking out about a new virus. In relatively recent times, we've had several epidemical outbreaks, SARS, swine flu, Ebola, avian flu, and the current coronavirus, or COVID-19. Yes, these viruses can be deadly. And so, too, are many others that don't make the daily news or affect world markets. The effects of the common flu, numerically speaking, are far worse. Last year, in the United States alone, the flu killed roughly 61,000 people. So what's bringing world markets to its collective knees to an extent that surpasses everything else that has happened or happens every flu season? There are three realities today that threaten to make COVID-19 worse than it needs to be. And these three help explain the present state of global panic. The obvious and unfortunate reality is that most people tend toward a herd or lemming mentality. Where the crowds go, so too do most people. People seem to have a need to associate, to not be left alone, to blend in with the herd. The herd mentality cannot be overstated. That's the first reality. But on its own, this characteristic of people has always been there, right? Nothing new. International travel and shipment of goods is nothing new. True, we're seeing more of it, but this doesn't really explain the spread of panic. So what is new about this coronavirus thing that is stripping the value from every stock market on the planet? Two things, digital connectivity and supply chain connectivity. We're connected socially and economically now more than we've ever been. Socially, we are enveloped in digital spheres of community and communication. There's that herd mentality again. Rumors and breaking news items in one part of the globe are now instantly spread and read on Twitter or Reddit, even Facebook still plays a role. In fact, many people call this process viral, an apt term in the context of this discussion. So that's the social sphere, the social virus. The economic sphere is also more connected more than ever. Supply chains are the new norm. This was not the case as recent as 20 years ago when SARS made its impact felt globally and locally in my city, Toronto, Products are now built through supply chains, sometimes from dozens of countries. Supply chains of global firms, which typically rely on just-in-time delivery of stock, are being deeply disrupted. And these supply chains have an immediate rippling effect when parts of the chain are damaged. World supply chains are often deeply dependent on high-tech systems found in China. As The Economist reminds us, only China offers the labor and infrastructure needed to manufacture hundreds of thousands of units in a day. This doesn't likely contribute to the spread of a disease, but 
a shutdown or shift of supply and purchasing due to health conditions can have immediate and enormous effects. That's the economic virus. Is the panic justified? Caution and preventative action are always welcome. But people rushing out to buy caseloads of face masks or instructing your traders to sell, short, or de-invest is really just beyond nuts. There is another, more insidious element in this mix. In fact, this element is omnipresent today to a degree that I don't think existed prior to viral outbreaks recently. And that is the us versus them mentality that has consumed and gripped significant portions of the populations of many countries. That's the tribal virus. More and more people are looking inward, wanting to separate from others, wanting to close their doors, their doors to immigration and international labor flows, in essence, becoming more tribal. This trend is rearing its ugly head everywhere. Think about your own country and ask yourself if your country is immune to this. So while we have social and economic connectivity helping fuel panic, we have a new tribalism that makes things difficult to cooperate and contributes to targeting blame. This new tribalism is not the cause of global market turndowns, but it is the type of morality that hinders cooperation in developing vaccines and sharing inf health information and resources and can ultimately lead to finger pointing and closed doors. And by closed doors, I mean things like trade flows, local businesses, and employment markets. Closed doors ultimately lead to closed minds. One hopes that cooler heads will prevail, and I think they will, but we're all going to have to get a better sense and appreciation that we humans live in a precarious relationship with the majority species on our planet, bacterial and parasitic forms of life. I'll leave you with a final parting bit of preventative advice. Save your money. Stop buying those face masks and wash your hands frequently throughout the day. Don't hold a subway rail, then rub your eyelids. Don't wipe your nose, then hold the escalator handle. If you have a cough or a fever, don't go to school or work. Visit stephenchristiansen.ca for more podcasts. This program is available on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. I'm Stephen Christensen. Thanks for listening.